Wow, this morning we had a whole lot of our locations streaming in, over 10 different locations. Tonight we've got some others streaming in, different locations. I forgot to mention this morning Dunedin. Dunedin and uh, all our crew from down Dunedin are with us right now. Not here in this place, but they're streaming in right now. Can we give them a massive welcome? We, we love our house down in Dunedin. God's doing great things with Pastor Will and the team down there. And uh, we're believing God's going to do something supernatural in all of our lives. This is an anointing service tonight. And uh, by, by the night's out, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to anoint everybody who wants to with the oil, the symbolic of His presence and His power. And we're going to believe together that God's going to take that anointing and He's going uh, to enable you and empower you to live your best life ever this year. How many can believe this is going to be the best year ever? The most fruitful year, the most prosperous year. The year where you see the most miracles, have the most testimonies of God's goodness. And just, just before we go any further, I want us to take to Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Because uh, there was a promise of the Holy Spirit. And this is what Jesus said in Acts 1 verse 8. It says, but you shall receive power. Somebody say power. Power, power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be. You shall be. Turn to your neighbor and say, you shall be. You shall be. This is what will happen in your life when you receive the Holy Spirit. You shall be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He's going to empower you to make a difference. Witness. And that word witness is the word where, uh, martyr. In fact, that's where you get the word martyr from. And, and here's what God's given us the power to do. He's given us the power to lay down our life, our old life. And He's given us the power to embrace a brand new way of living. Come on, a better way of living. Come on, how many know Jesus' way is the best way? In fact, the early church, they weren't called the church, they would call followers of the way initially. Because there's a way, they'll follow. They were the non-church, they were a revolution. And I really believe what God wants to start in this place is a revolution tonight. Where we capture everything that Jesus came for and we live in the fullness of His promise. Come on, how many want that type of power? Come on, you shall receive what? Supernatural power. Turn to your neighbor and say, have you got the power tonight? Have you got the power? Because if not, He's gonna come upon you. You shall receive it. In Jesus' name. Well, how about quickly high 10, five different people before you grab your seat and to need in every location around, high 10. By the way, don't you like the music that's coming out of this house? I don't know if you downloaded the latest music Quipper's Worship have produced. And uh, I, I know it's been blessing me just during this whole summer period, just listening to it and just feeling God's presence, you know, come into my car, come into the living room, wherever I am. And if you haven't got hold of it, make sure you get hold of it, uh, download it on Spotify. Yeah, how many Apple Music, still listen to Apple Music? Oh, uh, three people, yeah. 
That's good. Three. How, how many Spotify people? <laughs> any YouTube people out there who are the YouTube people? My cave, I, I didn't even know you knew what YouTube was, man. Uh, but, uh, you know, download it on any digital platform and uh, be blessed by it. Well, this morning we started off the series, One Another's. You know, the whole picture of the New Testament church is there wouldn't be one to many. You know, one minister to many. But there would be a whole lot of people ministering to one another. Uh, the purpose of the early, early church was, was, was for each and every person to be a participator. You know, church is all about participation. But sadly, in many places, we've gone back to a one-to-many approach. You know, ministry is, you know, in a lot of places, what happens on a platform. But the New Testament church didn't view it that way. You know, how they viewed church was that each and every believer was a minister. You know, we spoke this morning, I gave you three statements to consider from the Bible you know, three statements that I believe are scriptural because when it comes to church, many people have a cultural understanding of church that is not necessarily a biblical understanding. And it's so important when it comes to our, uh, walking out our Christian life that, that we get a biblical understanding as to how God's designed the church and what the church is. You know, first of all, you know, the first statement was that he uses us to build his church. Now, we are the material. Each and every one of us are the material that God wants to use to build his church. We talked about how in first Peter it talks about how we're living stones. You're sitting next to a stone right now, a rock, but it's not just any old stone. It's a living stone. Come on, just pinch your neighbor and see if they're living right now. And uh, yeah, some of you get an ouch, they're living, they're alive. You know, you're, you're, you're alive. You're alive and, and we're being built together. You know, we're being built together to, to carry God's presence, to be a, a picture of heaven on earth. That, that's a, and, and we're all material. And, and what makes us good material is not that we have anything in and of ourselves to offer God. What makes us good material is our connections. And, and, and church is all about connection. It's all about relationships. Often we say here at Equippers, significant ministry flows through significant relationship. See, see I've, I've met many gifted people who are even called by God, but they're, they're not having a great impact simply because they're isolated and they've got an independent mindset. But if you take somebody maybe who's not as gifted and you put them next to you and there's a willingness to connect, how many know they're gonna accomplish a whole lot more? Come on, there's something powerful that takes place when we connect. It's of a draft horse. You know, when it comes to a draft horse, one horse by itself can pull something like, like eight, 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 Oh, I think it's two tons actually, by itself, two tons. But, but if you yoke that, 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 that draft horse with another horse, they can pull up to 20 tons. So it's not like two plus two and together they can pull four. How I many know there's an exponential thing that happens that, that releases 20? I really believe this year, and I want to prophesy it, we're going into a year of supernatural increase. See, where you have pulled two tons by yourself through your connections, through God, through the, 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 through
through God, fitting things together, you're going to be able to go to a whole new dimension in God. How many believe that tonight? But it's about the one another's. It's about the one another. It's, it's, it's like right now, if I was to go around and, you know, just quickly touch every person. Once I touch you, I want you to stand up. How many know it's going to take me a long time to get everybody in this room standing up right now? You know, it's like, oh, oh I've made a limited impact. You know, I've had an impact, but how many know it's limited? Now, now, I could get, okay, I want a few guys touching other people. So, okay, all these guys on the front row, the others sit down. I want you just in the next five seconds to touch as many people as you can. Go, one, two, three. Once you're there, touch, stand up. Three, four, five. Okay, okay, okay. How many know we made a bigger impact? Well, so I'm mad. Matt Gregory, what a powerhouse. Over here. You know, how many know right there, we, we, we made an impact, but it was still limited. It was still limited. How many, reckons, how many reckon we could get this whole room standing in five seconds? I, I reckon there's a challenge, or even 10 seconds, or maybe 10 seconds. We're going to do this in Dunedin, because what I want to happen is, is, is when you get touched, I want you then to touch somebody else quickly. See, when God does something in your life, it's not just for you. Too many people get touched by God. God does something in their life, and, and, and they contain it in their own life. But anything that God does is for you and I to pass it on. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to pass it on. Come on, pass it on right now. Okay, you're ready right now. I'm gonna, uh, those few who are standing right now, I want you to touch somebody else. Ready? One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. We got the whole room standing. <laughs> do, do you know, that, that was funny. That was funny, especially watching from here. I don't know in Dunedin whether you saw it as well. But some people still got touched and just stood there. <laughs> you know, there, there was a couple that go, ah, all over the show. They're running everywhere. But, but there was some that just got, oh. Do you know, that represents a lot of people. When it comes to their Christian walk, it's like, oh yeah, that was a good service. Go home, do nothing about it. The, the one another's. It's not about one to many or a few to many. It's many to many. Come on, come on we've got to get a vision of a whole city saved. A whole nation change. Do you, do you know what's happening right now? This is beginning to emerge, but, but, but we're no but nowhere near there yet. But do you know, this is happening. You know, people getting touched, impacted by the ministry of Equipus Church to a point where, where we just started a gathering in Budapest this week. Some of you don't even know where Budapest is. You don't even know the country is located and just quickly check with your neighbor whether they know where it is. Budapest, but we're impacting those places. Budapest, Rio, a whole lot of other places. Where's Budapest? It's in the nation of, somebody says Slovakia, Hungary. It's in Hungary. But, but what's happening 
If somebody's getting on fire and then that fire is, is jumping geographic boundaries and is that having impact in other places. See, there's no borders and boundaries to what God wants to do through your life this year. Come on, I, I really believe a firestorm is about to break out. I know it's happening in Nelson, in the natural, but I believe something's about to be released in the Spirit in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe that with me, I want you to clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. Come on. Now, the picture I'm about to share, I've shared before, but I believe it's a great picture of the early church and and what God wants to release in the world in this lifetime. Now, some years ago, I was at a football match in, in England. And how, how many know the English are, are crazy about football? It's like, they're, they're pretty conservative by nature. You know, you get a hello and, you know, it's, they, they won't give away much. But you put them in a football ground, it's like, man, something comes upon them. Where they're, they're turned into like a different people. And I went to a second division match, and I just couldn't believe the atmosphere in that place. People were singing, they were dancing, they were cheering. And this was even before the whistle blew. It's like, you know, just, uh, it was a party. And I was thinking, man, this is, this is amazing. You know, church should be like this. And, and anyway, you know, even before we start the service, this place should be packed. People singing, getting ready to encounter Jesus. We get to do this. We get to come together as his people each and every week and encounter his presence. You know, what an awesome place to be. And I was just amazed by the atmosphere. There was a bit of animosity between the two teams. In fact, last time they played, the managers of both teams didn't shake hands after the game because there, there was some friction there. And so the home team knew this. And, you know, you know, the game went on anyway. It started. The home team went up 1-0, went up 2-0, went up 3-0. And eventually was 4-0 up. And, uh, you know, there was a number of, of different chants and songs going on. But a couple of guys, when it was 4-0 up uh, by me, they, they stood to their feet. And uh, they pointed to the, the opposition manager. And they said, they started saying, you're getting sacked in the morning. You're getting sacked in the morning. You know, they're, they're saying he's going to lose his job in the morning. And, and I was thinking, oh, that's quite funny. <laughs> that's quite funny. Next minute, a whole group around me stood up. And they started saying the same thing. You're getting sacked in the morning. You're getting sacked in the morning. To a point where the whole stand stood up uh, and, and started saying this. And then it, it moved around the ground to where everybody, because it, it was the home team, you know, was standing up, pointing at this guy, saying he was going to be unemployed in the morning. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. That, that's incredible. Not that he was going to lose his job in the morning. But, but that two guys had influence over a whole stadium. That, that two guys were able to get a whole stadium of people declaring the same thing. Uh, how many here like the wave? You ever been part of a good wave? You know, there, there was a time where they tried to ban it. You know, the PC crew got in and tried to ban the wave. How many know you can't ban a wave? How, how do you do that? Stop it, stop, stop it. You know, it's like you can't ban a wave. A wave is like just unstoppable in full motion. It's a, it's a sight. You know, that, that you go, wow, I want to be part of this. It's like you're waiting for your moment. You've seen it come around the ground. You grab what's ever at your disposal. And in one moment of complete abandonment, you just let yourself go. 
And it's like, like seeing everybody on board. It's incredible. What's the church? It's a wave. It's a wave. Where, where do waves start? Normally in the cheap seats. And, and normally we're just two or three intoxicated people. <laughs> Amen. Two or three people. And, and they're, they're just totally committed until they get the whole ground bought in to, to their plan. Now, really what the church is, you know, right from the book of Acts, is, is a groundswell of people that, that's become unstoppable. You know, many, you know, different political movements, you know, have tried to shut it down, have tried to kill it. But the church has survived history thus far and will survive until the day of Jesus' return. And, and what the church is, it's a groundswell that's called to impact and influence every environment. You know, I, I don't want us to be a church that just attends a service. Yeah, as I said this morning, it's time we, 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 are the, we were the church. You know, the challenge is to be the church in every environment. Because we're living stones. And, and together, we can change the world around us. Come on, how many want to start a wave? Now, I, I'm serious right now. How many want to start a wave in this nation? Come on, how, how many want to start an unstoppable wave and see God do something that this nation has never seen before? Come on, we're about to see something. I, I believe it's unprecedented what we're about to see. And it's not just going to touch this nation because it's been prophetically spoken over this church over many years that arrows are going to go out there's gonna be a sending forth of arrows into the nations of the world. Amen. Yeah, we've seen that in part, but we ain't seen nothing yet. How do we start a wave? Well, how to start a wave, what do we need? Well, firstly, number one, we need two or three intoxicated people. Uh, two or three people who are not filled with themselves, uh, but filled with the spirits. Uh, the spirit, the real, you know, not drunk with wine, uh, but drunk and filled with the spirit, with the power of God. How do you know whether you've been filled with the spirit or not? How do you know? You know you've been filled with the spirit when you can surrender the me, the my, and the I. And you can embrace the we, the our, and the us. That's how you know you've been filled with the Spirit. You can lay down your life. I know it's not popular to preach today, but when you gave your heart to Jesus, your life is no longer your own. It's not, oh, well, it's my life. No, it's not. You gave it to Jesus. It's His life. You've been bought with a price. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, It's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. Come on, we need a generation who are not just full of the eyes, the me. You know, I'll serve long as it benefits me. It's not about me. It's not about my. It's not about, you know, everybody. It's about him. And it's about we together. And it's only people who are filled with the Spirit can embrace that. Uh, so often we view church even through selfish lenses. Well, well what am I going to get out of this? 
how does this benefit me? You know, you'll lose your life if you hold on to it. But by giving your life away, you actually find life. How do you know whether you're filled with the Spirit? Well, the best way I can illustrate it, and, and some of you heard this before, is, you know, years ago I went out for dinner. Now, I've been out to dinner since, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I went out to dinner with some friends, and, uh, you know, we ordered our main, and uh, I think I ordered steak that day because 90% of the time you can't go past a steak. In Jesus' name. Sorry, all you vegetarians out there. But, you know, I ordered steak and uh, ordered that. It came. And then it was time for dessert. You know, people often say, oh, I'll just have a look at the dessert menu. How many know if you're going to look at it, you're going to get something? You know, I'll just look at it. Yeah, right. It's like, I look at it. We got the dessert menu. We, we looked at it. We ordered it. I think I ordered something like creme brulee that day. You know, on it, it had apple pie, ice cream. You know, how many are feeling a little bit hungry right now? It's like, you know, we ordered that. Didn't take notice of what my friends ordered. Anyway, the, the dessert came, and I got my cream brulee there, ordered sweet. Uh, my friend next to me, you know, he got ordered a bowl of broccoli. Uh, he got delivered, should I say, a bowl of broccoli. And I'm going, oh, did they get it wrong? He goes, no. I'm going, what? He goes, that's what I ordered. What? And I'm saying, what, for dessert? And, you know, I'm going, what are you doing eating that? He goes, well, I just felt like it. And, and I said, well, who feels like broccoli for dessert? <laughs> you know, what are you being smoking, man? What's up? It's like, I feel like ice cream. I feel like banoffee pie. I feel like, you know, apple crumble. I feel like all the uh, Broccoli doesn't even enter my mind. <laughs> broccoli and dessert don't go together. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I can eat broccoli because I know it's a good food. As a power food, it's good for me. But I normally eat it because I have to, not because I want to. I, I, I do it because it's good. It's not something I go, oh, I just desire broccoli. Yeah, it's not something I, I desire. How do you know whether you've been filled with the Spirit or not? You know you've been filled with the Spirit when you can order broccoli for dessert. Full of, hang in there, hang in there. Some of you going, yeah. You know, see, see, many of us in our Christian life right now, we are doing stuff because it, we know it's the right thing to do, and it's good for us. But it's not yet the desired thing. You know, the fact of the matter, many of us would, you know, rather go through our Instagram feed than read the Bible. And but we pick up the Bible because we know it's the right thing to do, but we don't desire it yet. What happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, He takes the right thing and He makes it the desired thing where you rather read the Bible over social media, where you rather go to church than hang out with your mates, where, where you rather, it changes you from the inside out. See, I, I didn't understand that uh, Isaiah chapter 11 until my, my friend did this. In Isaiah chapter 11, it talks, it's a messianic prophecy about Jesus. And it, and it talks about what will happen when Jesus comes. It says, the Spirit of God will come upon Him, the Spirit of counsel and might. You know, He'll be filled with those things. But then in verse 6, it gives some strange pictures that I never could quite get my head around. It says stuff like this. It says, the wolf shall dwell with the lamb. How many know wolves don't dwell with lambs? 
Wolves normally eat lambs. You know, you don't see a wolf just cuddling up to a lamb on the Discovery Channel. You know, it's like it's in the nature of a wolf to eat the lamb. But what happens when the Spirit of God comes, God will change the nature of the wolf so it will dwell with the lamb. He'll take something, you know, and, and to, that's like eating broccoli for dessert. It's not in our nature. But when the Spirit of God comes, He changes our nature to turn things around. It goes on, it says, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat. The question I want to ask you tonight is, can a leopard change its spots? Because some of you are saying, well, I am this way. You know, I've always been this way. My parents, you know, they struggle with the same things I struggle with. I can't change. But here's the deal. When the Spirit of God comes upon you, it's that the leopard shall lie down with the lion. It'll change. There'll be a change that goes on. It says the calf and the young lion and the fatling together. You know, they'll be all together and a little child shall lead them. It's like a little child leading the lion. You know, that just that. It says the bear, the cow and the bear shall graze and the young ones shall lie down together. It says, and the lion shall eat straw like an ox. That's like a dairy farmer becoming a vegetarian. Uh, that's why it happens. There's radical change. Now, I'm believing tonight as we lay hands on people and we anoint people with oil, that there's going to be radical change, radical shift in people's lives. See, I once used to be a shy, insecure pastor's kid. But when the Holy Spirit came upon me, he, he empowered me to push past my shyness, to break through my insecurity, to, 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 to realize, you know, something of God that he had, something of what God had put inside of me. See, we're to start a wave. We need to be filled with this power. What do we need? Just two or three intoxicated people. We're going to move on. Second thing, if we're to start a wave, we need to understand, you know, that there's a disinterest and a dissatisfaction with what the world has to offer. How many know uh, waves normally start uh, in, in, the, in the ground when either the home team's losing and people think, oh, what the heck, let's just have a good time anyway. You know, or there's a lull in the game. I, I really believe right now there's, there's a vacuum that you and I are called to occupy. Because the world has promised a, li a lot but delivered on very little. And people are beginning to realize the emptiness. That's why mental health is so prevalent in a lot of places. It's, it's like many people thought this would satisfy, that, that, that they experienced it, but they're still empty on the inside. Yeah, you and I carry the answer. And when it comes to church, you know, church is about participation. It's about everyone. Come on, everyone say everyone. Everyone. It's about everyone moving together. And, and, and it's realizing that if we're to maximize our church experience, it's about being involved. It's about not just hearing a nice message that doesn't change your life. It's about, about hearing the Word of God and doing stuff with it. You know, my challenge to you is, what are you going to do different this week as a result of hearing this message? If the truth be known in a lot of places, you know, a lot of us will just do nothing different. But the challenge is to hear the Word of God, hear the Spirit of God, and put action to it. You know, so it may mean at our workplace, hey, this week, I'm actually going to share my faith. 
uh, this week, you know, among my friends, I'm actually going to tell them where I went on Sunday. You know, because many of them ask, and, you know, I normally just give them a code. Oh, I just hang out with a lot of people. Yeah, it was good. No, I went to church. Yeah, you go to church? Yeah, I went to church. It's awesome. It's amazing. You know, what are you going to do different? You know, are you going to see a need and attempt to meet it, or are you just going to distance yourself from it? See, I really believe there's a vacuum right now where the church needs to, to rise up. I often say, you know, God is not as interested in what's happening in the world as much as He's interested in what's happening in the church. Because ultimately, what's happening in the church and w- or what's not happening in the church determines what's happening in the world. Come on, you and I have the power to change our world. Some of you are not convinced about that. Come on, church is about. I'm convinced. We, if we get this, if this drops in our spirit, and we're, man, this can change the world. Come on, I don't just want to hype you up in a moment. Come on, this is real. And I see what God's doing through Europe. You know, five different gatherings. Churches in Germany right now. You know, it's spreading through Switzerland. You know, Philippines. Come on. This is just the beginning of what God could do. Who would have thought years ago would have that level of impact? 20 different locations here in New Zealand. Come on, we can go even further. Come on, we can see a nation saved in Jesus' name. Come on, if you got conviction in your heart, clap like you mean it right now. If we're to start a wave, third thing is, is we just need to be totally committed. Just totally committed. I'm on board. Yeah, we're in. In. All in. It's not like when a leader goes up, hey, we're going to do this. And everybody goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the inside, they go, no, no, no. You know, it's not, no, we're in. If we say we're in, we're in, we're in, we're in. It's like, come on, let, let, let's do this together. This is one another's. We're, we're, we're in this. You know, I love the story in Luke chapter 2 where uh, Mary and Joseph lose Jesus. He's a young boy at the temple, at the feast of the Passover. They leave to go home. They get a day's journey down the road before they realize Jesus was missing. That's a long time. Man, I've lost my kid for 10 minutes, and that is freaky. But one whole day, that, they lived a whole day without Jesus. Here's the challenge. In 2019, don't live a day without Jesus. Come on, you need to acknowledge His presence in every moment. You know, the only way that they found out Jesus was missing was, was, was when they came together. See, here, here the problem was, the problem was that, that, that G, Joseph thought Jesus was with Mary, and Mary thought Jesus was with Joseph. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mary's got Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mary's going, oh, yeah, no, Joseph's got Jesus. And then, you know, oh, the cousins have got Jesus. But none of them had Jesus. You know, see, some of us have been relying on somebody else's faith for too long. See, see, here's the deal. It's until we come together, you got to hear me right now. It's until we come together, we don't know what we're missing. I'll say that again because some of us are just like, 
all of that's gone right over. It's until we come together as a church, we're together together, we'll never experience the blessing of God. See, God's blessing is designed to come about through our unity. And it's our unity. So if we're in this, we're in this. It's not like, come on, let's start a wave. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, where's everyone else? I thought we're doing this. How many know it, it takes more than one voice to get above the noise of the crowd? Well, one voice is not going to be enough. We need two or three. If two or three agree in his name, he'll give them whatever they ask for. Come on, there's power in the two or three. Two or three. If we're going to do this, come on, we're in. It's like, come on, it's 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey! Oh, we've got two or three intoxicated people over here. Let's start a wave. If we could have the musicians up. Musicians up right now. Because in a moment, I, I really believe something's about to break out in this place. This is not about a one-to-many moment. Come on, the Holy Spirit is present. I can feel His presence here in Dunedin. God's going uh, to do something powerful. If you come to God with the expectation, He doesn't disappoint. If you come with faith in your heart, you know, God will reward your faith. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. But you've just got to come with faith. If you sit back, cynical, skeptical, yeah, you'll get what you think it is. See, if we're to start a wave, number one, what do we need? Two or three intoxicated people who realize that there's a disinterest and a dissatisfaction with what the world has to offer. Those two or three people just need to be totally committed. And number four, lastly, is they just need to keep on going amongst the limited response. You know, I swear some people go to the cricket to just start a wave. You know, even before a ball is bowled, it's like they're going 10, and we, nobody's in the ground. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, hey. It's like nobody's here, mate. It's like, but, but they just go, and they keep on going. You know, there's always a group who go all day. All day, they're going, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, hey. Oh, you guys are dead over there. So when it doesn't work over there, they go, okay, we'll try it over here. We're not going to stop. So they go, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, hey. Okay, we've got a bit of traction on this side. They go, okay, we can work. We, we, we made a bit of ground here. We haven't got the whole room, the whole stadium yet, but, but we're going to go again. And so they go again, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, hey. hey. Well, oh. And it goes around the stadium. It goes around the stadium. It goes around the stadium. But, you know, often it will die out. And when it dies out, everybody goes, boo. You know, that's what normally happens is, boo. But they go again. And it goes around, goes around, goes around. Guaranteed, guaranteed, without a doubt, a wave will always die. This is a place where it always dies. It always dies at the member's stand. The members stand. You know, uh, you know who, who's the members stand? Uh, the other ones have been coming to the game the longest. You know, uh, the other ones who used to play the game but no longer play the game. You know, uh, the other ones who get the, the nice meals delivered to them. And they sit on the comfy chairs. And, and you know, guaranteed without a doubt, you know, a wave, where does it always start? It starts in the cheap seats. It 
it starts with the people who, you know, have just come alive in their faith, who knew in their faith. And it's like, come on, let's start a wave. You know, that, that, yeah, yeah, let's go. And it goes around, goes around, hits the member, dies. His members, oh, you know, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Seen it before, yeah, you know, it's cool, but, oh, yeah. And it'll die, members stand. But what I've seen is, you know, it doesn't stop. Those guys in the cheap seats, they go, come on, let's go again, let's go again. We're not going to be hindered by those old farts. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, ready, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yeah! We're getting some traction, we're getting some traction. It goes around, goes around, goes around. Hits the member stand, jumps the member stand. And keeps on going. You know, here's the deal. If you don't get on board with the move of God, God will just jump you. He'll just overlook you. He'll just bypass you. You know, see, I really believe there's a season and time right now in the Spirit where God is looking for some people who are willing, who are ready, who got faith in their hearts, who feel a vision and expectation and say, we're gonna start a wave. We're gonna start a wave because we carry the Holy Spirit. He's in us. He's anointed us. He's empowered us. Come on, how many want to start a wave? Don't sit back down again. Come on, stand up, everybody. Don't sit back down. Don't sit back. Come on, I really believe something's going to be released. I came with expectation tonight in my spirit. Yeah, this is a picture. Yeah, I, I, every time, that's the church. That's the church. You know, we've been relying one to many. One, oh, yeah, we'll leave it to, you know, Scott, he's passionate. Yeah, he's a, you know, we'll leave it to, you know, Pastor Matt. Yeah. Now, God wants a fully empowered church. Church, come on, uh, north, south, east, west, let's do it. Come on, let's go in all directions. All directions in Jesus' name. Come on, let something break out. We're, we're, we're struggling to find the room to fit everybody in because God is doing something. Come on, don't, don't wait for somebody else to share with your mate about Jesus. Come on, you share. You're anointed by God. You're called by God to change the environments that you're in. Come on, you have. You have an anointing from the Holy One. Yeah. Scripture I love and you know, growing up, we heard this statement a lot growing up. But it's a scripture that says, the anointing breaks the yoke. You know, often I'd hear that growing up and I'd go, what's the yoke? Is it the thing in an egg? I'm going, you know, it took me ages to, to actually figure out what the yoke was. A yoke is something that joins two oxen together. It's a piece of wood that joins. It's the joining part that actually causes them to be effective. You know, and, and here... And Isaiah says, the anointing, it breaks the yoke. See, a, a lot of people feel limited and they think there's something wrong with the ox if he knew. You know, it's me. But I want to declare there's nothing wrong with the ox tonight. What's hindered you, what's limited you is what you've been attached to. And tonight, if you could just attach yourself to God's vision, God's purpose, and people who are passionate about their purpose as well, 
and be yoked to the right things, you watch where God will take you in life. See, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Some of you, we've been attached to our past. And, and, and you know, every time we go to step forward, it's like the enemy reminds us of our past. But the anointing is here to break that yoke in Jesus' name. Where it's no longer going to hinder you. Some of you, it's like you, you've got just people in your ear all the time. And those words have got in your spirit. And they've bound you and they've limited you. But God wants to set you free from those words. And it's His anointing that's going to break that yoke of limitation off your life. Come on, some of you, it's just right now, even in your own mind, your own thoughts, you believe lies in your head. You're saying, I can't. It's all right for Him. It's all right for her. But me, not me. But God says, you, I've chosen you. I've called you. I've anointed you. I want to use you. But God needs to get rid of those lies. And and it's the anointing of God that's going to smash that yoke in Jesus' name. You're not going to be yoked to those things any longer. Come on, the truth is going to set you free. Because there's powers in this place right now. Come on, if you believe that right now, I want you to reach out. Come on, there's an anointing here. The presence of God. Every chain is going to be removed. Every shackle is going to be broken. I declare right now over every life a blessing that goes far and beyond their expectation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.